the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Great to be together. Great to be together. Thank you for coming. Thank you for tuning in either on the radio, uh, The Answer, San Diego, where our show originates, on other great stations that pick us up, and also, and especially as a podcast and a standalone link. Wherever you get us, we're glad you're here. And don't forget... This opening segment is called The Wink, W-Y-N-K, What You Need to Know. The two is dropped, What You Need to Know. And What You Need to Know is also, The Wink is this segment. It's also a daily email, Monday through Friday. I will give you a break on Saturday and Sunday that goes into your inbox. All you have to do is go over to ProAmericaReport.com and sign up there, and you will be on the inside. You'll get The Wink every morning, 8 a.m. East Coast, 5 a.m. Pacific, and everywhere in between, and actually all across the world. If you get it at 8 a.m. East Coast, you'll be getting it, I think, at uh, 4 in the afternoon in Poland. And I received an email from a friend in Poland, a lawyer there, and we had a uh, back and forth about uh, my segment the other day that talked about abortion, the segment in which I was telling you that the uh, the moderates, the rhinos, the pro-abort Republicans were counseling uh, oh, oh, you people that care about abortion, don't go too far. Don't go too far. The moderate rhinos, the rhinos say, don't make abortion an issue. It's going to be really upsetting for people. And people will think because they're getting abortion by chemical pill that gets sent to them, they'll think, oh, you're really intruding on my health care decisions. It'll be bad. It's nonsense. Either it's murder or it's not, by the way. But it's also nonsense because it's not backed up by anything other than some sort of wishful thinking. Well, comes now what I told you was happening, which is it's not just wishful thinking of the rhinos who want to take out our pro-life protections. They want to water down our fight. It's not just that. It also includes the media working with them and not just the rhinos, but the left who have a religion. They make a religion out of abortion and killing. They also make a lot of money. They make a lot of money. I think I've told you I'm, I'm helping stop this effort called Stop, which is the uh, American Life League for years has had Stop International, where you take a look at Planned Parenthood and try to stop them, what they're doing. And Planned Parenthood's CEO compensation, over 50 individual subsidiary corporations or units, and everybody, the CEOs, 50-plus CEOs making 250, 350, 450, 550, one of them is making six hundred and something thousand dollars. Whoa, for doing abortions, a lot of money in abortion. So now we see, and my friends in Poland sent me a message and said, "Hey, it's happening over here. There's coverage in Poland, and it's and my friends there say it's not organic. It's being driven by politics and the media as well as outside forces. And what they're doing is they're saying, "Oh my gosh, there appears to be a woman who miscarried." And when she flushed the to- down the toilet into the toilet, the fetus, they that that caused a problem, and the authorities want to look and make sure it wasn't an abortion done that was then put in this way. Now, a couple of things, 
if you think this is a clean win for the people who say, oh, that's women's health care, you're missing something. Because if it's a woman that thought she was uh, just miscarrying, okay, one thing, although, you know, we ought to have a little bit of concern in our healthcare system and about our friends and our, our, our colleagues and our daughters and wives and girlfriends, if they're having major miscarriages like it sounds like this was, this wasn't a small thing, this was a big thing. But more likely, in many cases, the loosey-goosey regulation around pill abortion is making it at least more likely that you're going to have some later t- later term abortions that then you're supposed to have because you're the pill abortions are supposed to be two pills they're supposed to be early in the pregnancy and it's supposed to be no big deal well if you have it at 30 weeks or 35 weeks it's going to be different it's going to lead to a lot of complications a lot of health issues a lot of things we should care about so but putting that aside for a second because there is a long and and serious conversation that needs to continue about the the impact of these pills, how they're administered, why it's okay to do it by mail, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I pause just to point out to you the politics and PR of it. From Poland to America, from CNN to Polish TV, from the European Union, where I also heard of this early in the morning, it came in through on a story from the EU, the Politico, uh, uh, their European Politico version. They were, you know, covering this story. And, and the point here is the media wants to make two things happen. One, they want to make this about somehow limiting women's health care. And two, they want to say it's criminalizing conduct, women's conduct. And again, In America, the New York Times jumps in happily and writes a piece and says, woman in Nebraska who won an abortion, she's being prosecuted criminally, actually sent to jail. That's not what happened. A woman that got an abortion then took the tissue, the baby, the the carcass, the body, and I think burned it, did something with it that was completely against the law. And that's what she got, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks of jail time about. I think, I'm pretty sure, we have really strict rules on disposing of any kind of biohazard, in my opinion, even more dramatically, a biohazard that's a body. But the reality is they're going to argue against that. And so we're in a position where we're watching, we're watching the unifying forces searching for how to make the abortion argument better framing for their side. And the framing that you're seeing what you need to know, the framing that you're seeing is scaring people about criminalizing women's health care. Over in Ohio, they've got a vote on the August ballot about the number of votes that you need to put something through as a law, which will be taking place in the fall. And there they have the most radical Planned Parenthood supported and sponsored initiative on the ballot that would protect abortion until the end of nine months and actually would take away a lot of parental rights and parental consent and all sorts of things. It's a really sweeping thing, but it's being positioned by the forces that are promoting it as about women's health care. And it's about if you want to get in the way of women's health care, if you want to criminalize women's health care decisions, you really have a problem. Now, I, I, I believe that this is a growing move. And as I told you, it's not happening uh, in a sincere, uh, a grassroots way. It's being bought. There's big, big money, hundreds of millions, close to a billion dollars of tax dollars goes to Planned Parenthood and its affiliates. 
That's federal tax dollars, not to mention uh, uh, individual contributions and every everything from the United Way to the March of Dimes is is corrupted, in my opinion, where they say, oh, I don't give to a, a good cause that's helping women's health, uh, Planned Parenthood. Well, it's not. It's an abortion provider who says they do health care. But be that as it may, we're watching the the framing of this debate. We're seeing it and we must resist it because here's the reality. The evidence is clear and it's becoming clearer. That the abortions by chemical, by multiple pills, are very dangerous for the women. They're actually more dangerous for the women in in many ways than any other choices, in part because there's such uncertainty about how they're administered. Who does it when they do it? And so there has to become an argument, not so much against women's health care, because that's a loser, but for safety, for safety for the women. For safety for the girls, young girls, for safety for the system. But I, I, I tell you, the response to my friend in Poland was swift. He, he, you know, six hours ahead of me, it was probably five in the morning when I wrote about it. And he said, Hey, um, the, uh, the, uh, uh, uh you got to see what they're doing over here, how it's been engineered. He said it was the media has covered it one way and then protesters. Uh, ginned up and managed like a, 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 a not an organic grassroots thing, but like a grass tops, a well-funded thing came in. And of course, Poland and Hungary are the two nations that have socially conservative governments and socially conservative policies. So the EU hates them and the, and the powers that be in Europe hate them. And they're looking for ways always to undercut them to undercut what they're doing, to try to limit their success. And so here's a good example. There are also, by the way, elections coming up in the uh, in the fall. I think the next election is uh, is uh, maybe September. And then uh, and then in the spring, there'll be a European Union uh, uh, parliament elections. But the big election is um, uh, the uh, uh, this fall. I believe it's in September. I'll look it up while we're talking. But um, so that's the other context this is taking place in is that the opposition to the conservative party in power uh the it's called the law and justice party and in polish it's p-i-s party um is uh is very conservative is very opposed to abortion has been clear on that and the opposition led by uh, donald tusk who was the eu head for a long time um who is is running for uh running for office the uh, elections are this fall so that's the background for that all right i knew that was coming though i I predicted it i saw it when we started talking about it that this is a framing that the pro-abortions are going to use and that's what you need to know we'll take a break we'll be right back speaking of uh, life uh very worried about rfk jr and the fact that he is not given he's been denied secret service protection by joe biden and his administration seems like a crazy move we'll talk about that later also be right back ed martin here on the pro america report back in a moment Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. I was just talking offline. I tell Garrett, I tell people all the time, Garrett Ziegler is our next guest. He's the founder and the head of the Marco Polo USA. If you go to MarcoPoloUSA.org, they're a nonprofit research group that uh, has been shining a light, uh, focusing on where the corruption is and how the corruption is not. Corruption is not just for fun. Corruption is to make someone behave differently, which is in we call blackmail. And so Marco Polo has done a great job. But we were talking off offline about how sometimes you know, you get credit. Sometimes you don't. The late Phyllis Schlafly, who Garrett uh, knew and I worked for, you know, she used to get some credit sometimes. Well, Garrett Ziegler and his crew have for, uh, I don't know, a year plus had a document on the internet as well as published that is the Biden laptop. And it continued to say to people, hey, 
hey, you know, by the way, you're going to have a plea deal. Um, we we went through the laptop and there's and you'll tell correct me, 400 and something number of crimes based on the facts shown, not based on, you know, conjecture. These are these are what happened according to their own writing and photographs. And over time, I think, Garrett, you deserve a ton of credit for the unraveling of the Biden, uh, the Hunter Biden sweetheart secret uh, deal. So congratulations, even if maybe no one else is congratulating you. Well, thank you very much. In, in the short term, we wrote a letter to the judge on the 21st. That's uh, almost a week ago. So last Friday, and Robert Costello and Rudy Giuliani signed on to the letter with me that I wrote. And it's an ex parte. It wasn't filed as an amicus brief like the Heritage Foundation did. I really support them on that effort. And right. we can talk about that uh a little bit because Hunter's attorneys tried to get that struck from the docket. Right. And there was actually a big brouhaha around that. But basically this letter, which is on our website and perhaps you could put in the description yep. show, it is a five pager and it goes through the allegations by the whistleblowers themselves. So this is like you said, not conjecture. We laid out to the judge all of the federal statutes and prosecutorial misconduct that if what the whistleblower said was true, uh, should throw cold water on the plea deal. Set aside everything that was brought up about yesterday with the diversion agreement, referring to the plea agreement, although the diversion agreement is not supposed to be signed by the judge. Setting everything aside, they, the, the judge should be aware that this was a really atypical investigation. And I don't know where to start. There's so much, there's such a cornucopia of sin. It's hard to pick which topic to start on first. Do you go with the dirty prosecutors under David Weiss, who basically told them, told the investigators, the IRS guys, that they can't ask about the big guy, they can't ask about Joey? I mean, never in my life did I expect to be defending some of the line agents from the IRS, for God's sakes. But <laughs> this is, this is a cover up operation. And what they were wanting to do yesterday, like you said, offline was they wanted they wanted both the cake uh and to be and able hide to, it and hide yeah. it too the cake and hide it too they wanted they wanted it all and then they are going to hide it all that was yeah, they, that wanted was a, trick. they wanted a global plea agreement yeah but they also wanted to say that they were uh, actively investigating hunters still so they couldn't answer questions about it right. and so what we have is a short-term win obviously the long-term win is justice i.e a, a, a real Justice in this scenario, because this gets lost, and this is this is my um, take based on, uh, like like you said, primary source evidence of 459 violations. A ju- justice would require about like a 40 count federal indictment of FARA m- uh, money laundering and sex trafficking. That is that is what actual justice would be. But in the short term, this is better than the alternative, which is just the judge rubber stamping it. So she's kicked the can for a month. She uh, recognizes that this has never happened before. She, I went through the 110-page transcript, we were, which we were the only ones to request and post online yesterday from the hearing. She asked the prosecutor four different times if there's any, if there's ever been any precedent for this, and he said no. So this is a truly unprecedented deal. And what do I mean by that, the government and the defense counsel for Hunter were putting together a quote unquote diversion agreement, but the diversion agreement alluded to the plea agreement, and yet the diversion agreement doesn't have a place for the judge to sign. And so this is not how it works. If they wanted. To uh, get if they wanted to let Hunter off on the gun charge, they should have put it in the original information, which would have been part of the plea agreement. And so they made it into two different cases and it gets technical. But the the long and short of it is 
is they wanted Hunter to get off scot. I'm I'm talking both parties here. Right. The, the both parties by I mean the prosecution and Hunter's team. The public thinks they're on different teams, and you and I see it differently. We see the judge on one side, i.e., at least trying to get to the truth, even if she's not honorable herself. She can't sign off on something that is unconstitutional, and, uh, and we see on the other side Hunter's team and the government working in cahoots. Basically playing a WWE wrestling match. Yeah, it's it's uh, we're talking with Garrett Siegler again, Marco Polo, uh, USA.org. Um, Garrett, before I get, I don't mind doing it on air. Where uh, on the website? Where's that letter? I'm not seeing it right now, and I want to go link to it. If I uh, I'm looking at Marco Polo, USA.org. Do you want me to go through to the Biden laptop? Is it better to be on? uh, uh, Yeah, Biden laptop, but that one specifically is uh, the the URL is on our Substack piece. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. Or if if you're very technical, you can simply uh, if, if if somebody wants to type it in manually, they can do markiplausa.org uh, slash PDF slash Dear Judge Noranka. But our Substack is it's free to read. It's right there. Okay. Right. It's right. Marco gotcha. Polo and on Twitter, Marco Polo five hundred one c three. Yep. Yep. I see it now. I got you. I got it. Okay. All right. So and I'll link to all that. Um. But you know, Garrett, one of the things I was going to say, I thought you were going to go to, as as and to hear you talk about it and read the the book again, MarcoPoloUSA.org. You can go and you can find it. And and uh, Biden Laptop uh, is a BidenLaptopMedia.com is one of them, and BidenLaptopBook.com is that the other one? Uh, just BidenLaptopEmails.com. Oh, emails. All the emails from the device. Right. Right. Okay. So, but you know, one of the things the tagline on Marco Polo USA is a nonprofit research group exposing corruption and blackmail. The mm-hmm. key here is that these are not just people having trouble. Like if you and I had a buddy from high school or college who had trouble in his life and he was doing things wrong, we'd be pretty upset for him and we we might want to hold him accountable. The the point here is that we have a massive corruption problem and. Uh, almost everything in public life right now that Joe Biden is doing looks like it was something that could be compromised by this. The money came from Ukraine. Some of it came from China. Some of the decisions. I mean, it's a it's a blackmail problem, right? That's the other part of this. Yes, we are not. Our motive is not to embarrass people who, you know, get drunk one night and, and take stupid pictures. That's not what we're about. We're we're about things that affect uh, government officials primarily. And so the reason why Hunter's degeneracy matters is not just because, you know, we're boogeymen on the right making fun of some dude. It's because it opens his family up, who by definition is the most powerful f- family on planet Earth, at least in the United States. Some would say that Xi and Putin have uh, comparable power. But nevertheless, the U.S. family with the most power on our side of the pond has material out there that is uh, compromising in a in the superlative it is it is hard to describe the level of degeneracy uh, and not just degeneracy but more importantly the the level of foreign financial entanglements that they have and that was talked about yesterday in the plea deal the judge made him recite you got 1.5 from the chai comps now hunter didn't put it this way he called it a chinese energy conglomerate a private equity fund in china there's no such thing as private equity in china right <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But but she made him go through it. And so 
to all your listeners, yesterday was a tentative win. Obviously, we're going to be uh, writing a, another letter to her attaching pictures of Hunter Biden's attorney, Kevin Morris, uh, smoking a huge bong on his porch. And because she brought up yesterday that if uh, Hunter can't even smoke weed uh, because it's a federal crime, it doesn't matter what happens in California. So we're going to be writing to the judge asking for a hair follicle test to be taken because they've provided zero evidence that Hunter is actually clean. He testified to the judge yesterday that he has been. But these guys lie like you and I breathe. I know this for a fact, Ed, because I sat in a room with these people for nine hours. I was deposed by Hunter Biden's attorney for nine hours because I was a witness in his child support case. They they lie effortlessly. And the judge is starting to figure that out with regard to this other fiasco where they tried to get uh, an amicus brief struck from the docket. And the judge asked them to submit an affidavit about how they were uh, not misrepresenting the court. Right, right. Yeah, so, that was an amazing. That's an amazing. Also, was on you and I talking offline. That was unprecedented too. I mean, you do that kind of thing to a federal judge. Um, you're you're taking your uh, legal life in your own hands. So, <laughs> the, the, the staff attorney at Latham was right. um basically trying to catfish the assistant clerk. Yeah. In- Amazing. Yeah, amazing. All right, Garrett, unfortunately, I'm out of time. Garrett Ziegler, uh, I encourage everyone, get over to MarcoPoloUSA.org. Check his stuff out. Link through. Click through the Substack I'll put up there. It's extraordinary amount of information. It's not going away. We'll have you back again, Garrett. I got to run, unfortunately, on a a hard deadline. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Time to catch up with John Schlafly. Been a, uh, well, it's always busy weeks for John Schlafly. Uh, coming up into uh, August, when sometimes he never stops the column, but sometimes he goes to cooler environs, as they say. So, John Schlafly, welcome back. And, uh, hey, any fallout? I did, I was, Cynthia Hughes, the founder of the Patriot Freedom Project, was, uh, the other day was uh, quoting to me. She said, you know, the way to have influence is you have to have something to hand someone important. Remember when John Schlafly handed Donald Trump the Schlafly report and and Donald Trump put it right in his pocket, which is about a month ago now, and uh, got a bunch of attention. Any update on the uh, on the Schlafly report, John, and the and the Trump camp? It's a couple times in a row or over the last few months where we know he's been reading it. Uh, well, uh, that was <laughs> there's a there's a, a photograph documenting that incident, Ed. So that that's in, in the history books now. <laughs> it's in the history books. All right, this week's column from John and Andy Schlafly, which posts over at townhall.com originally, but is archived, and all of his columns, all their columns are over at phyllisschlafly.com. Biden sues Texas, threatening America. Uh, early on Wednesday, I think it was, Ann Coulter, she didn't tweet your column, John, but Ann Coulter tweeted and said, while Americans uh, talk about other things and candidates for president talk about other things, it's immensely popular, she says, and had some polling, to be Greg Abbott, who's standing up to Joe Biden on the border. So, Tell us, John, what exactly we got an update on Monday from uh, Todd Benzman on some of the specifics of what they were doing. But what's the politics going on here and what's happening in court? Well, the photos of that are are so striking. And that's, you know, picture, you know, because what Abbott has done now, when uh, when it all comes down to it, it might be just another stunt like him sending a a couple of busloads of migrants to Kamala Harris's official right. residence but right. he has floated a, a string a long string of buoys in the middle of the Rio Grande and uh, it's hard to tell from the picture 
just how long it is, but you can see it from end to end, end so it's not that long. And uh, uh, But, of course, the idea is to obstruct migrants from crossing the Rio Grande, mm-hmm. which they've been doing by the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. And the photo, I guess the Biden administration couldn't stand that picture, uh, and people get used to that, so they filed a lawsuit, acted quickly to file a lawsuit Monday against personal, against Greg Abbott, right. asking a judge to order him to remove the buoys. And <laughs> Abbott, has, at least for now, is saying he's not going to remove the buoys, buoys. He feels like he's perfectly within his rights doing that, and he's standing his ground. Well, and so, first of all, yeah, yeah, let me point out, John, John Schlafly, you mentioned it yourself, but um, they sh- in the tradition of the late Phyllis Schlafly, criticize the conduct, criticize the policies, criticize what they do, not necessarily the person. You've been critical of uh, of Abbott, Governor Abbott, and uh, you and Andy in your columns of other actions, as you point out, when uh, he stood by and then sort of sided with the establishment Republicans and things. So, But in this case, he is standing up uh, for Texans and for Americans. Uh, John, I don't think I really know... Um, where what this pot what is the posture of this uh joe biden goes into what federal district court to say you must stop greg abbott from what engaging in uh immigration policy is that is that the you know what's the grounds do you uh, well no he cited some obscure provision of a federal environmental law claiming oh. that he that greg abbott is obstructing the extracting access to the river uh, and that this and the river, the, this international boundary, the Rio Grande is and that Abbott is obstructing that, which violates federal law. And so the lawsuit is actually brought by the environmental section of the Justice Department, which Jeez. and not, wow. and not it's not brought under immigration at all. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's a crazy thing. Well, and so it's in the federal it's in the federal district court and and the likelihood and I'm now seeing some of my notes on this. I, I knew I, I knew I'd read it. I, I guess I didn't realize it was in this column. Uh, John and Andy Schlafly's column this week. It's in the Western District of Texas. Um, and that's more likely to get you a Democrat uh, appointed or at least friendly judge. Um, it's a federal uh, lawsuit, as you point out, from the Environmental Defense Section of DOJ trying to say, hey, this is the um, a a federal uh, act, the Rivers and Harbors Act. So you can't do any obstruction here. Um, and I guess they're looking for a stay. Right. So they're looking for a judge to say, hey, get this out of here. Uh, then in theory, Governor Abbott goes up to uh, either he wins or doesn't win and it goes to the Court of Appeals. This is going to drag on for a little while. It could drag on for a while, and it likely will. And they filed. This is filed in a federal in a federal court in Austin, Texas, the state uh-huh. capital, where there is a branch of the federal court, um, <clears throat> the branch of the Western District, which is mainly San Antonio to all the way to El Paso, I guess. But uh, uh, you know, and uh, there's only one active federal judge in Austin who was appointed by Obama, and he. He would not be, you know, he would not be friendly to Governor Abbott. That's for sure. Hasn't been assigned to him yet. It's a little bit strange. Uh, currently, the lawsuit is just in the hands of a federal magistrate who's not a real judge. So we'll see what happens. But again, the, this picture tells a thousand words uh, because those bright orange buoys, you know, dozens of them, perhaps a hundred or more, all strung together, floating in the middle of the Rio Grande. I mean, hmm. you know, it's ingenious, really. I have <laughs> yeah, to give yeah. Abbott a bit of credit for PR, if nothing else, by doing that. Now we'll see what happens. It's a, this lawsuit has just begun. 
But as we pointed out, uh, you know, the while all that was going on, that uh, we found that the br- there was a bridge across the Rio Grande uh, in a in a up the river a ways where the water is a lot shallower. And this bridge was erected by the Mexican cartels hmm. in order to make it easier for them to shepherd illegal aliens across the Rio Grande. And even though the federal government has been notified about this illegal bridge, the federal government has done nothing to bomb it or dismantle it <laughs> or remove it or sue anybody. And they're just letting it stay there, which is horrible. Um, well, and uh, and John, um, if they're worried about the river, isn't that part of the problem? I mean, isn't a buoy across the river a problem? Uh, if, if a buoy is a problem, why isn't um, a uh, a bridge? I guess that's part of your point. Is uh, if you're if you're going to mess, say you can't mess with waters, John. Well, what is exactly. what is and the, the bridge is obstructing traffic? Of course, although I'm not sure how much river traffic there is. I mean, really, the only traffic in the Rio Grande is migrants crossing it, so we, that should be obstructed. John, um, in in uh, in Europe, there's been a series of elections, one in Spain a few days ago, where the conservatives won um, the more, even more conservative party. The press likes to call the far right didn't do as well, but the conservatives won um, uh, and the conservative party won. But there's been an effort and I've seen it growing to soften the rhetoric on immigration amongst the conservative parties. Is that are we in danger of that in America? You don't hear the Republicans, even President Trump, leading quite as strongly on this. Is, are we are we losing some ground on this battle? Uh, I hate to say that people are getting used to it. I mean, you know, we were having, you know, until last month when the traffic fell somewhat last month. And of course, right. now the Biden people are saying, see, our, see, we're really uh, <clears throat> well, during the border yeah. now, which is not really true. It's just because of the, sea, those of the season. Right. But it's been running about 200,000 a month. I mean, come on. And we've got five to seven million people who are already in the United States. And where are those people? And why are they not being you know, arrested and removed? Um, and well, and, 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 you know, John, John, we're talking with John Schlafly again, com to see all John's columns. John and Andy Schlafly do the Schlafly report. You said something uh, that I think I worry about is people are used to it. I, 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 you know, I can tell you, Todd Benzman's been on the program telling us how the Bidens are cooking the books on the numbers. They're lying about the numbers anyway, and the numbers are catastrophic. But, um, you know, I, I think people are sort of getting used to the the status quo. And my concern, again, is that some of the politicians don't see how to to, you know, to lead on it. And and you mentioned Governor Abbott. Hopefully it's not. But that you uh, that it was. Um, is it a stunt and not a commitment to actually stop this? And I, I don't know. We've got about a minute left, John. I, your thoughts, final thoughts. <laughs> well, um you know, just just keep showing that picture, and we'll see how that plays out. Of course, the court case I don't think is going to be resolved in the near future. But I mean, if we have that case and that and those uh, photos to continue throughout the campaign, uh, pretty know, per- I, yeah, pretty persuasive. It's pretty persuasive um, imagery, as you as you say. A, a column which John and Andy Schlafly do so well is worth a thousand words or whatever. But a picture, a photo. It seems like it's worth a million words, especially when it's something like that. The the barbed wire and the the uh, uh, floating um, uh, pontoons, pretty striking. All right, we'll take a break, everybody. Be right back. Thank you, John Schlafly, phyllisschlafly.com. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. 
Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, Ed Martin. Everyone loves the First Amendment. The only difference between the leftists and conservatives is that leftists only like the First Amendment when it's protecting the speech that they agree with. One of the great hypocrisies of American politics is that the same folks who want to use the First Amendment as their golden ticket to put on drag shows for children are the same folks who think conservative viewpoints need to be silenced on social media and in classrooms. The conservative belief system surrounding the First Amendment is remarkably straightforward. Viewpoints should never be silenced because they're unpopular. However, forms of media, which are widely accepted to be immoral and detrimental to society, are not worthy of being considered protected free speech. For instance, we have laws which protect children from being exposed to graphic nudity and sexual content. Adults that want to expose children to graphic sexual material can and should be considered groomers. That isn't a slur. It's just a fact. Our founding fathers never intended for the First Amendment to protect the rights of drag queens to dance provocatively in front of four-year-olds. In fact, I'm tired of weak-kneed conservatives who feel porn in the school library is where we ought to be drawing the line. Don't get me wrong. I'm not in favor of pornography in schools. However, just one generation ago, conservatives were fighting to keep pornography out of all libraries and bookstores. Now we want to say that keeping it out of the school libraries is the best we can do? As a movement, we can do better. Pornography is harmful, no matter what age the consumer is. Anyone who thinks the Founding Fathers wanted to protect pornography is either a bold liar or else they've never read a history book. By all means, let's kick pornography out of all the schools. However, let's not do it because children aren't old enough for porn. Let's kick pornography out of the schools because it's morally repugnant. Porn isn't good for you. Porn isn't protected free speech. Porn is harming our sons and our daughters. What other reason do we need to take back the ground that previous generations of conservatives fought for? This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. On college campuses and social media, in boardrooms and the public square, conservative voices are being silenced. What happened to free speech or to the First Amendment? At phyllisschlafly.com, we're still listening. So let us hear from you at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for joining us and come back again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, I have to tell you, uh, the recent news is so disturbing. This news we're about to talk about that I am um, I'm actually sort of stunned to hear maybe more facts will become clear. Maybe there'll be some more details that uh, get known. But here's the basic contours of what's happening. What? When you run for president in the in the United States and you have a, a certain level of prominence, uh, when you run for president, you're allowed to petition for Secret Service protection. And this goes back to the period of time when and because of RFK, Robert Kennedy being killed as a candidate for office, he did not have uh, Secret Service protection. And going forward, they said, you know what, everybody should have Secret Service protection. We can't you know, allow that to happen within reason. 
Right. So if you're Cornell West and you're running for president and you're polling at point oh 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 one percent, you don't get to say I want Secret Service protection. But if you're a major party candidate, you have a right to ask for it. And you would think that the Department of Homeland Security and our leadership would respond in a proper way. So let's play this out. Let's say that you're um, the governor of North Dakota. You decide to run. You're a, a multimillionaire. He is. He's an executive, uh, made a lot of money and ran for governor of North Dakota. He's running for president and he decides to run for president. He announces it. Well, a couple of things. You probably say to yourself, well, he's already got protection because uh, North Dakota would have their highway patrol or whatever they call it. And they would watch the sitting governor. And you, you say, OK, and he's only pulling it point oh one one percent. We're not going to do that. You would make some sort of judgment, but you would think you would make the judgment quickly, right? Because that's kind of a key question. So here's now the facts, and we're still seeing some more details. Maybe there'll be more, but the level of incompetence and nastiness of the Biden administration makes me only conclude one way. My distrust and verify theme tells me that. If you see something blatantly horrendous, you have to assume it's true until it's disproven. I got to even find a way to fine tune my uh, my phrase there. But here's what I'm saying. RFK Jr., who would be prominent for many reasons, but he certainly would be most prominent because he's a Kennedy, is running for president. He has said that he asked for coverage. Uh, by the Secret Service for security. He's polling at about 10% in the Democrat primary. He did not hear any response for almost three months. They couldn't even bother to get back to him until he started complaining publicly, and then they got back to him and denied him coverage. Now, a couple of things here. RFK Jr. is the nephew of JFK. He's the son of RFK. Both men were uh, assassinated in America. He's very prominent. After 40 years, his uncle Teddy was in office. His siblings are all prominent. They, his nephew, uh, excuse me, his siblings are prominent enough, but also his cousins. Carolyn Kennedy was uh, ambassador to Japan. Uh, some of the Shrivers have been in public life. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, uh, governor of uh, California at the time. He was married to one of the Shrivers. You get the point. If there is a, a, a Democrat family, a royal family, it's the Kennedys and really sort of one of the political families, uh, first families, right? Because it's been it's going on now 60 plus years. I think just a year or two ago, one of the younger Kennedys, Joseph Kennedy Jr. or Joseph Kennedy III, decided not to run for reelection to his congressional seat. But my point here is that you have a situation where the um the, the the Kennedy family is so well known and no well known for well known for tragedy, by the way, well known for tragedy. And so it's uh, it is quite striking to me that this has been allowed to happen and that Mayorkas of Homeland Security just denied it. And again, back to a couple of the details. One, they couldn't get back to RFK Jr. in a timely manner. It, it, it took them 90 days. And two, what are they waiting for? And I will say this. I heard someone else say it, but I can't know Mayorkas's heart. I can't know what it, but it looks like a decision that is so callous and so wrong-headed. It looks like an assassination attempt, an effort to put RFK Jr. in harm's way. 
There's no, it's almost no other. And when Mayorkas is the person who has let the border be wide open and he's everything else he's incompetent at, he looks terrible. He's he's a terrible witness. He's he's going to become a scapegoat, scapegoat for the Biden administration. They're going to get rid of him, I feel certain. But I'm just saying very simply, if you, even even the act of, defi- of uh, denying RFK Jr. makes me think it puts a bigger target on his back. I think it kind of does. There's going to be all kinds of stories about it. It's extraordinary to me, stunning to me, that that would that this would happen in this country, and that it would be allowed to stand. I I, I haven't seen a reversal. We'll see if time will tell. And I got to think that R.F. Kennedy uh, Jr. probably has paid security. He must. He must be paying his own security. But paid security is usually pretty good. But nothing's like the Secret Service. I mean, I, I think that because of the size and scope and the uh, and the the uh, intelligence gathering and their ability to, to to get a handle on everything. So that is a crazy story. It's a terrible story for America in the midst of all these other things where it feels like, again, distrust and verify. You have to distrust your government because you can't trust them at this point and verify if what they're saying is true. At this point, it feels like. The Department of Justice, uh, the the uh, uh, Homeland Security, uh, pick a to pick a place and pick a a, a, a wing, a, a branch of the government. They all seem to be broken, and now they don't give RFK Jr. security. That's a pretty stunning thing to have happen. All right, uh, crazy. More disrespect for the Biden administration. Uh, more disrespect should be given them for this. And um, we got to run. Thank you, as always, to Noah Dingley, our great, great producer. Also associate producing Ryan Height and Mason Mohan. We will be back uh, tomorrow. Excuse me. We'll be back yeah, tomorrow. Uh, and don't forget, visit ProAmericaReport.com. Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Talk to you then. Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.